Hey guys, it's Kristen from kristenandchill.com, but also this podcast, of course. And I wanted to let you know that every single Tuesday, I'm sending out an amazing newsletter to help your banter game and your flirting game and your overall dating game. And it's stuff that I don't talk about on this podcast that I'm sharing with you guys for free. So you don't want to miss it. Go to kristenandchill.com. There should be a pop-up window that lets you enter your email address to join. But if there isn't, scroll all the way down, enter your email there. And once you do, you will be all set to learn how to knock more than just her socks off. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com chick. That's winggirlmethod.com chick. podcast. This is Marnie and I never do this intro. So this is kind of weird for me, but Kristen is not with us today. Sadly, she's not with us today, but she will be back next week for sure. Hopefully she's back next week. Um, But she's just in a meeting in San Francisco and wasn't able to come in today. It was horrible. But anyway, we have Dan Cummins here replacing her. Oh, okay. I like like that. Yes. Replacing her. As the other oh, female co-host, yeah, okay, you're great. Late. Yeah, a little that? gender reversal. I like you. Yeah, I get in the character. Think, think as as womanly as possible, whatever that means. Well, that's why I selected you to be on the show because you were the most feminine man that I'll I take. knew. Perfect. That's Perfect. why I asked you to the come. Most. In. That would say a lot if I was the most uh, feminine man in LA. <laughs> That would say a lot. Super, super feminine. I, would be, I would be more feminine, I think, than, than a lot of women, yeah. actually. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Well, I, I met Dan when I was on, what's it called? Funny Bunny? But anyway, it was a great show. <laughs> was and I fun. really liked you because oh, you were thanks. like, really, like open and fun. And I, yeah. I could feel that you weren't really holding back. So I was like, oh, that's why I'll be perfect for the show. Good, yeah. But Dan is a comic, number mm-hmm. one. But uh, he's also the co-host of the Playboy morning show this yeah. is a new job for you. So. Yeah, new job for me. Yeah, it's their, it's, their, uh, it's their TV morning show where, you know, like... Uh, to interview fun people and yeah. do little segments and uh, kind of like men's lifestyle, talk about things like it's like it's an hour show Monday through Thursday on Playboy's uh, channel, which is amazing. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Which is great because we're actually a part of the Playboy Network as well now. Our show. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, so oh, after okay. I did that show, uh, we made that deal to be a part of the Playboy Network. Oh great! Yeah, you know it's 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 fun. It's like it's, I'll admit, like before I got the job, I hadn't picked up a Playboy. I don't even know how long. You know, sure. I, I really just hadn't. I'd always heard that joke about, oh, you know, you the articles are great, and I just read it for the articles and the pictures. And then I started, you know, reading the magazine. It really actually is a good magazine. Like well, that's uh, a really good magazine. I yeah. haven't read it in a very long time either, yeah, but like I assume t- it is. Tech updates and fashion updates and, you yeah. know, pop culture things, you know, movie book reviews. And then just cool, like, like uh, I'm a fan of um, Father John Misty, uh, his okay. music, and he's in the magazine, you know, with a, like a cool interview. I, I like that the interviews are different than what you'd find in like even like Rolling Stone. Really? Just because kind of like uh, like our show, there's just no censorship. And I, I don't know. I think when people come on Playboy or do an interview for Playboy, they feel just extra uncensored, you know, like, yeah, like this is sure. a place where they can truly talk about whatever they want. Well, that's so. actually what I wanted to talk to you about because yeah. you are the host of a show yeah, and you have to talk to people all the time and come yeah. up with interesting things to say. And mm-hmm. we, you know, we talk about how to talk to people and right. how to talk to women on this yeah. show a lot. Yeah. So what's your method? I know it's hard because you've been like, doing it for so long, but how do you break down how you talk to people to get them 
engaged. You know, I, I mean, with interviews, like uh, I always try and find, you know, extra like when I was doing radio as a comic, I would do all these stations and I was amazed the difference between some stations you go in and you can tell they didn't even know your name until 30 seconds before you come in. I'm like that. And they'll read an old bio or something. And it always just feels to me a little soulless and a little like, OK, I get it's your job. But like you really don't care. And, you know, it, it makes for that kind of interview, I feel, where I'm just like, well, then I don't really care either. Right. You don't care. And so when I interview somebody, I really take time. Like every morning, I get up, you know, at five and, and go in there super early. And, and if I haven't done it the night before, if I'm not already familiar with their work, I just, I watch other interviews. Thank, wow. Thankfully, uh, YouTube makes that really easy where I can check out how they are as an interviewee. And then I just look up, you know, their IMDb and their own website, their work, get familiarized with clips of it from shows and just try and find little personal things. Like, uh, for instance, yesterday, I'm so bad with names. They got You're my like, I totally forget this person. I watched well, video crazy. for eight I, hours. I binge on them. And then the next right. day I have to binge on somebody else. Yeah. And so uh, yesterday we had, oh, I feel so bad. He played uh, um, McMaster's in Tombstone, one of the guys. Oh, and he, I, and he I, played I, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's, uh, he was Merle on Walking Dead. Famous, famous villain, uh, Michael Rooker. That's okay. his name, Michael Rooker. And so I looked up a bunch of his stuff and I found this first movie he did was like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And I re refreshed my memory with his uh, tombstone clips. So when I start the interview, I started right off with my favorite, when this is true, like find something I can relate to them. Like my favorite movie is Tombstone. You played that movie like so great. You played McMaster's, this, this wonderful part of, you know, uh, Kurt Russell's, you know, who played Wyatt Earp, his gang, and how cool it must have been. And then he, you could tell he's like, oh, okay, cool. This guy actually knows what I did. Right, gets him more comfortable. Yeah, and I'm like, you've done so many good, you know, projects. Going back to Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, like, which I knew was his first one. And his yeah. eyes just lit up and his, and his body language, you know, like loosened up. And, and I could tell like, oh, okay, he knows that I give a shit about him. Yeah. Well, so how, it was a great interview. I'm sure. Okay, so you get people to quickly open up because yeah. you relate to them in some way or connect to them in some way. So exactly. how, how do people, how do guys like take that information that you just said about preparing for right. an interview, but use that in real life when they're interacting with women that they, you know, want you know, to do? I mean, we talk to girls, it's funny, we do, uh, we have like, you know, four Playboy models in on the show every day. In addition to like my co-host is, you know, uh, a former Playboy model. So I, I'm around a lot of these women who get hit on as models a lot by guys. Yeah. And we do these focus groups with them sometimes on the show and just really? find out like, you know, dating techniques and things. Well, that's cool. And across the board, what I hear from the girls is what they want is someone just to be not full of shit, like just to be genuine. What does that mean? And so it's like, like when you're talking to a girl and you're approaching a girl, just listen, like don't come with a bunch of pre-programmed information that you feel like you have to say. Like, it, like, it, like, it's different, I guess, in an interview that way, where if you're approaching somebody you don't know, um, well, first off, like, why are you approaching them? You approach them because they're, you're attracted to them. Right. Uh, but, you know, and, and you want to say something. I always used to, I'm trying to think, like, how I, when I was uh, dating more. But it's, it's, it is hard to it's, think it's back to how you actually do this, if it's yeah. something that comes really naturally to you. It's, but for people who want to understand the basics of how they can learn right. to be that that person who's like, okay, now I'm not being a bullshit artist. Like, how, right. how do you get to that place? I think if you can find something like for me, it's always uh, I, I like to joke around, have an absurd sense of humor. So I would just if I saw a girl I liked, I would say something ridiculous to her uh, that I thought was funny that I know isn't right for everybody. Right. And if she leaves, then see, I think guys get really focused on like, oh, I got to get this girl. No, you don't. You just got to find a girl that you like. If, if you go up to that girl and you're your, yourself truly and then she's not interested, 
you just saved yourself a lot of time. 100%. You saved her a lot of time. So don't be so focused on like, I have to, like, I hate those pickup artist type things where it's like, I have to, you know, you're going to go into this bar and you're going to get this girl. Why? There's a you lot of Go in girls. at a 75 degree angle and then you say this <laughs> and you tap her on the shoulder. Exactly. No, be right. yourself. I hate that stuff so much. Right. Be yourself and find somebody who connects with you on your level and everything's going to be better, you know, when it does work out. So for, so for my thing, yeah, say something silly. Um, I like well, what it, if like, guys don't know what their level is? Like for some guys, if mm. they're really trapped inside of their head where they're like, I don't know what my level is. I don't know what it is that I want to express. You can get I really tongue tied. Then I think, um, you know, before you, you, you got to do some introspection, you know, before you even get out there and try like, yeah. you know, take a month off, you know, and find out who are you? What are your interests? What do you like? What kind of girl would you like? Write that stuff down. It sounds yeah. silly. No, it doesn't but like, you know, amazing. You, yeah, if you're making like a, a goals list for your career, why wouldn't you do that for what you want in a relationship too, or mm-hmm. girls or whatever, you know, fool around, whatever it is, be clear with what you want, you know, so then you have something to pursue. Yeah. And I, and I would say like, um, you know, when you're approaching somebody other than them being attractive, is there any reason, you know, you like, do you like, uh, did you notice that they played a song you really love in the jukebox? Did you notice that, you know, you actually like they're reading something that you've also read. So you have something like, oh, that's I see you're reading, um, you know, blah, blah, blah book. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Or if there isn't anything that you notice that are right. interesting, you're just like, that girl's hot. I want to talk to her and see what she's about. You yeah. can throw things out there that you yourself are interested yeah. in and seeing if she see if she latches on. I wanted to read this article that um somebody on my email list had sent to me, but I thought it was really interesting because in the very beginning of the show, you were talking about kind of adding enthusiasm yes. uh, to how you were talking to people. And yeah. this, this actually speaks to that perfectly. So I wanted to read it. Okay. Okay. So it says, on the train home one day, I overheard a stranger talking to a man next to him about the weather. What could be more boring, a, a more right. boring conversation starter than the weather? I told myself um, that conversation won't last more than five minutes, if that. I was wrong. The two gentlemen chatted the whole 40-minute train ride. From their conversation, it was obvious that they had just met, but they talked like old friends. The incident left me wondering, what was it that made their conversation last so long? How could such a boring topic lead to such an interesting conversation? Mm-hmm. From then on, I started paying more attention to the way people talked about boring subjects and I started noticing something. It wasn't so important what people, um, what people talked about. It was how they talked about it, which I say that yeah, all the time. It's yeah. not about what you say. It's about how you say it as a woman. Yeah. I'm not listening to the words that you say. You could, right. I'm listening to like what's being presented to me by your body language, your yeah. voice tonality, your, your, uh, voice level even, right. your enthusiasm behind it. I said, from then I started paying more attention to the way people talk about boring subjects and started noticing something. It wasn't so important, blah, blah. How they talked about it was much more important. More specifically, I noticed that many great conversationalists brought enthusiasm yes. to what they said, even to supposedly dull sub, uh, topics like the weather. And that enthusiasm made all the difference. For example, instead of saying it's cold today, you could say, whoa, summer only lasted two days for us this year. Before we know it, will be back to winter again which is true. Right, That's more right. of like an open conversation. And we'll be putting carrots on snowmen. Um, right. notice, notice, the, notice how much more engaging and interesting the second statement sounds. Here are a couple of things you play with. Add energy to your voice saying things like, whoa, or you, you can't believe that X, Y, Z. Right. Um, number two, the tip is make exaggerations. Making comments about summer lasting two days or there being a snowman in London. The, the next time you're looking to strike up a chat with someone, like a woman, or want to make any conversation more interesting, try adding an extra dose of enthusiasm. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. It just, it just, but it, it's kind of what you were saying before, because it's like 
you have to show what you're interested right. in. Right. And you have to pres- you have to live your life and be yeah. happy with who you are. Exactly. And then exactly. you're kind of opening the door to other people saying, like, are you going to jump on? Because if not, then I'm going to go walk somewhere Yeah. Else. If you want to find an interesting, you know, genuine, engaged person, you need to be that kind of person, you know, yourself. Yeah. And, and exactly. Enthusiasm. I mean... But that's what you're doing on your show. Yeah. You're interviewing other people. Exactly. And it sounds like you're doing it well, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. Oh, thanks. But they're and, responding and, back to you. Absolutely. You know, it's well, it's like when you meet somebody in life, you know, you meet somebody uh, uh, just casually in a non-sexual way. It could be like a barista. You know, yeah. you're in a grumpy mood. You go to the front of the line at the coffee and you meet this person like, hey, how's it going? I love your shirt. I'm like, where'd you get that necklace? That's awesome. Oh, Marnie. Oh, that's that's so cool. Like, where do you and they strike up a conversation? Yeah. They're smiling. It's really hard not to feel a little happier yourself. Yeah, of course. Compared to you meet somebody from like, what can I get you? Yeah. You're like, and I'm not, and they shut down even further. Yep, and they won't even look at you. They're looking down. Their whole body language is just shut off. Uh, then I, immediately I'm like, Ugh, what's this person's problem, man? Leave that shit at home. Exactly. Well, I've been really Same thing when you're curious out about this. Yeah, 100%. So I've been listening to Howard Stern a lot. Yeah. Actually, that's the only person that I listen to. Okay. Because that's all I listen to on the radio. Um, but the, I the reason that people love him so much is yeah. because he's he is so enthusiastic about the people that walk in the door. Yeah. He's so curious yes. about them. Yes. He's curious about the world. He's fascinated by the way that people think and it's feel. It's an attractive feel. quality. It is. To be interested in life. Yeah. And he gets the best interviews yeah. out of people. And then I yeah. watch other people, like I'll watch like some other talk show. And I'm like, I can you're not making that person comfortable right. who's sitting across from you. Yeah. So so what can the guys and girls who are listening to the show, like what can they walk away with from this conversation? Like how can they use what we've talked about when interacting with women? Yeah, I think just be practical, be, you know, realistic about, you know, what life is like. People like to hang around positive people. Yeah. And if you're not being a positive person, then you know what? Tough shit when it comes to that. You know what? You're not going to, or you're going to find some fellow nihilist or right. some fellow negative person if that's the energy you want. Right. And that might be good for, for some people if they yeah. want to, you know, commiserate with well, I'm just, people. But I, I'm just amazed how oblivious some people are. Like two quick examples of people who are uh, one person currently, one person long time of struggling dating. One, uh, and both for similar reasons. Uh, a couple, actually one was a group. My guy friend's back in college. Uh, I had a couple guy friends who were out of shape, who uh, were not really ambitious, who didn't have the greatest hygiene at that age. They would just get drunk yeah. a lot and not clean themselves up. And they would chase these girls who were in good shape, had were very well groomed, if you will, and like that, had ambition. And they'd be like, why can't I get it? And I would be very brutally honest with them. Like, why can't one of those girls talk to you? I'm like, because you're a fucking stinky, fat piece of shit. Right. That's why. Because you don't care about yourself. If you don't care about yourself. Find others, st- chase the stinky fat girl. Right. That's that's the female equivalent of you. And then they'd be so insulted. I'm like, look at yourself. Like, actually look at yourself. If you are serious, go to the gym. If, if that's what you, if, if you want somebody who has a, a nice physical body, if that's what you're into, then hold yourself accountable in that way. Yeah. Like, just be, have common sense about it. And then I promise you, approaching them conversationally will be a million times easier. You like that they're dressed nice? You should dress nice. You know, if you're going to wear an old sweaty baseball cap and a ripped T-shirt and some, you know, like t- is gym but shorts. I will say that when I was younger, I, I not that it didn't bother me. Right. Like I was fine with like frat boys who just sure. wore like, sweatpants, all, but I was also wearing sweatpants all the time. So we right. had things in common. So we were both dirty people. They, they were like just chasing, I think, higher up and just not being realistic and not they were chasing people who were working hard to put themselves in good dating positions, but they weren't willing to do that themselves. Okay. I mean, I was... Well, tell me about you when you, when you were single. Yeah. Were you good with women? In high school? No. Like, uh, really, really, really bad. Okay. Um, but, but in a weird way, I didn't, 
I also didn't care as much. Like, um, I, uh, I was a super nerd. I really enjoyed playing Dungeons and Dragons. I yeah. enjoyed playing Magic Together. I enjoyed playing video games. Yeah. So I'd be like irritated for a second, but I'm like, I'm having fun. I got, I can play the NBA Jam for three hours. Right. You know, I was, and I was kind of a late bloomer. I think just actually where I just was interested in it later than most people. Okay. And then, uh, and then it did take me. I was, yeah, I was really awkward around girls in my small town high school. And then when I got to college, I mean, sadly, I guess alcohol, just being totally honest, did right. help me. Because it just like made my give a shit factor even more. And I was able to be silly and approach and find out that some girls like that. And then I just had, but like, it was like sophomore year of college is when I just did have that like realistic epiphany. Uh, I, I, I was like, oh, okay, I want this kind of girl. I'm interested in these kind of girls, but I'm not doing, I'm just being a schlub. And I did, I just like, Started trying to uh, pay attention to how I was dressed. Uh, went to the gym. I was in much better shape than I am now. But like, that's the kind of girls I was interested in. Right. And uh, and then after that, I felt confident about how I looked at least. But those are like two different things. So like, I just want to yeah. people that are listening because on the one hand, it sounds yeah. like, okay, well, I'm trying to get these girls. So I'm trying mm -hmm. to change myself to be like them, to make them like me. But that's not what you're saying at all. And that's not what I want. Well, I wanted to, to I wanted to be a different, I wanted to be yeah. the male equivalent of that. That that would make me feel good. Yeah. Just about myself. And it, and it was, it, it was, I guess, a, you know, a game changer, if you will, where it's like, I had more confidence because I liked, I looked how I wanted to look now. And then as far as, you know, the best I could to my abilities or whatever, genetics or whatever, but it's like, and then... I just, I think, carried that confidence into being able to just be myself around girls. And then I just naturally found girls who, you know, that matched up with that. I was never like, I have to get that girl, that girl. I never understood that, the crazy pursuit of a girl who's not interested in you. Right. I was always like, okay, I go to a party, I'll meet six girls. And if one of them's and cool. It, and if one of them's cool and we hit it off, awesome. Okay. And, and then just kind of, that's the route I've always, I guess, kind of taken with, I, I guess when I was single this last round, I was a little more like, okay, she'll like me. She'll like, she, I, I, I like her. I was a little more like I would, if, if initially it was kind of a cold shoulder, I would pursue a little more and try and go on a date. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. But tell me more about that. Like, what is pursuing more? You know, like if a girl isn't initially, like she's, you can tell she's like unsure. Like she's like, oh, I don't know. Like maybe she doesn't. Like um, when you ask her out. Yeah, you ask her out, sure. you get her number and you can tell that she's kind of giving it to be polite. Right. Now that she really wants to go on a date with you. Okay, so then how do you rework that so that she does want to go on a date You know, with you? I, I always, I, I would always go in with being okay with if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Which I think is very freeing. Because then you're not putting so much pressure on yourself, you know. Or on like her. A, or on her, exactly. And then I would just uh, send silly texts. And find out if we if we met on. I remember one girl speaking of Tombstone earlier. Found out that her favorite movie was Tombstone, and I was like, Oh my god! Well, we have to watch. That's like started quoting the movie. So we kind of then ended up bonding over that. Okay. Um, even though initially it was a little kind of forced, or you know, wasn't much of a connection there, and then there became a connection because of that. It, but it all goes back to I think just putting yourself out there. Okay. And, and like, and I mean, like truly yourself, not a version of yourself. So how much of yourself you. would you put out there before you're like, ah, screw this, she's not into it. Like how, uh, how much would you pursue? You know, I, I'm, I'm again, pretty realistic that way. If, if the text like, uh, cause I've been on the other side of that where a girl won't take the hint that I'm just not interested. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I'm always like, how, how do you not get it? Like, I'm not responding. I, I'll look at the text thread and it's like, okay, there's seven texts in a row over a week from you. And I haven't responded just to stop. Right. Just stop. So when I could feel in my gut that I was on the other end of that, uh, yeah, I, you know, I would just send a I would kind of fishing, I guess, but I would just send it, hey, uh, 
sorry, you know, I guess this didn't work out, but uh, I think you're a great girl. You're beautiful. You're really fun. Uh, best of luck out there. Maybe we'll run into each other down the road. That yeah. would be like my, I would just give it That's a farewell. Send okay. The send off. And then if they come back from that, then you're like, okay, now she's definitely interested. Okay. Gave, how often would that out. happen? Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe like half the time. Really? Whatever. But I was like, uh, <laughs> I didn't date for long chunks. I've, I guess, kind of been relationship to relationship, but I would have little windows where I would be uh, very active, I guess, for yeah. a few months or whatever. So, I mean, I was kind of playing the numbers game somewhat that way where I'm just like, whatever, I'm just going to like date four or five people. No, but that's great that yeah. you would get that kind of response back from women. So what would they say to you? They say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, in, I'm into you. Let's, yeah, let's like, oh, sorry, I've been really busy or something. I think then it becomes this weird power reversal where people in general, I, I don't fully understand this, uh, the psychology behind it, but people want what they can't have. Yeah, absolutely. And so, or what they're unsure of as or well. what they're unsure of. And so sometimes I think girls are, I'm speculating, are so used to being pursued. Mm-hmm. They kind of take it for granted that like, oh, yeah, of course he's after me. All guys are after me. Yeah. Well, it so, reignites that fire, to be honest. Like that is, that is the only you, thing they can away. do. You're like, yeah, it's yeah. really just confidently saying, like, I get it. I'm not into this right. back and forth of right. not getting responses. I'm just going to be kind and say, yeah. see ya in a nice yeah. way. Yeah. That I, I, I would re- respond to that and react to that. It would like reignite something and maybe create a little and, bit of attraction. Why, why do you think that is? Like what? Like um, because the control isn't in my, in my hands anymore. To be yeah. honest, I, I don't think that there was enough of an of an impression up right. at the front end or nothing lasting for me that makes like my juices flow and like get me going to respond right. back to that person. But then as soon as they sort of say like yeah yeah like I'm sort of out of here like I'm gonna go pursue something else. Yeah yeah. I, it gets my head to turn. I'm like oh well okay wait a second. Well, now I want to pay attention to you. It's, it's a, a horrible thing, I know, but so that is what happens. I, I wonder, because I, I hear that from girls all the time and uh, just girls that I've been friends with, with a guy that, it's like they want this, uh, I feel like a lot of girls, maybe a lot of guys too, like this this kind of middle ground where you don't want the person who is too aggressively pursuing you in the beginning because it seems a little psychotic if, mm-hmm. or at least desperate. But then you also don't want, well, there's a, maybe a bad boy phase, but eventually you don't want like the guy who just completely isn't interested in you or like very unresponsive. Right. But it's just, it's just like this weird middle ground that you kind of, and maybe well, it comes I, down I, to confidence I believe, or. For sure. I think, but I, I believe that men want that as well. I think it says true, a lot true. about you, right? You don't so, want someone who's too needy. No, because that, that says a lot either. about them later on down that's the road. That's true. That's right? what it is. You know what? That's, I've never thought of it that way, that what it says about them later down the road, but that's probably very true. Cause I guess that's what I think. When it's been the girls who are too needy up front, I'm like, oh my God, she would be a nightmare. She would be, she would be a nightmare. I, I wouldn't be able to go with my friends. I wouldn't be exactly. able to do anything. Where are you? Where, where, are, you home? where are you? Yeah, I'm out for like a boy. It, you're not thinking these things overtly, but right. subconsciously, that's it. what's going on in your mind. And even for a woman, Same she's thing. like, yeah. get a life. Like, don't right. you have other friends? Right. Do you have a full life? So the guys who do have a full life, who can yeah. only check in every once in a while, yeah. who have a lot of other things going on, right. and who can provide them with those other security blanket items yeah. wouldn't behave in a needy way where they are so into this girl and being so responsive and texting them all the time. Yeah, so yeah. Available. And it's a, it, I don't want to say that's a horrible thing, right. but there is like this fine balance of saying like, no, this is what I want, yeah. um, but I'm okay walking away from it. And that's exactly right. what you express in those messages to women. Like on, on a show recently, we talked about this study that was done on a very small set of people yeah. all at like one school, but still at the core of it, I think it's, it is a true study that would have had the same results had they had a wider spectrum of people okay, doing okay. the study. But it was saying that women are attracted to men who are more narcissistic in the, on the front end. Yes. They're not exactly attracted to narcissistic traits 
and attributes, right. but they're they're attracted to the confidence, yes, the detachment, um, yeah. and the fact that these men are not pouncing on them. That's what they're ultimately attracted to. These these wonderful characters yeah. they see up front, not necessarily the not necessarily the narcissistic qualities. That, that appear on the back end. Yeah, and I, and I guess if guys can make that part just genuine in their life where it's like, have things to keep yourself busy. Mm-hmm. Like be learning things, be doing things, have or activities. Or it's like, I think you're cool. I'm going out with my friends here. Exactly. But exactly. you might enjoy it. Come along. Because that is a big red flag if the guy who's just so, just in general in life, so desperate for this one thing. But if a guy's just so desperate, like, I gotta get a girl, gotta get a girl, gotta get a girl, yeah. where he doesn't really have a group of friends, he doesn't have hobbies, he doesn't have activity. Anything else going on. Or, or he has all those things and is willing to drop it for you. That's not attractive. Like oh, I, I remember this one guy too, yeah. when I first moved yeah. to LA and I had gone, I talked about it on the show before, but I got on a date with him and I was not into him at all. He had lied on his profile and he was kind of like- right, A lot of red flags. Yeah, and so many red flags. Like he lied about his height, he lied about his job, he lied, all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but like he was sort of nice to talk to, I guess. But I had a crush on somebody else that okay. was a comedian at the time and I wanted to go see his comedy show, but I didn't yeah. want to go by myself and I just moved to LA, didn't have yeah. a lot of friends. And I asked this guy like last minute, do you want to go? And he was available. And had he not been available, right. it honestly could have triggered me Maybe not to be attracted to him, but to see him in a different way. Being like, yes, yeah, so I'm out with my friends tonight or not responded until the right. next day. But he responded back to me immediately saying, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And therefore, it doesn't, It it's not a pattern interruption. It doesn't, it's just like, okay, well, I want to do something and you want to do it too. So come right. along. It's just, it's just, I guess, I guess it's just very available. Yeah. I guess for various, probably like evolutionary reasons, like people are attracted to power and somebody who yeah. has power, they're busy, they're out accomplishing things yeah and so there's probably some subconscious thing where you're like oh this person well they're gonna help you survive the most exactly because they're out there doing things that are making money that will provide for a home and sustenance and shelter and all those things that like we do need to keep living and then this other person it's like that just doesn't have anything going on it's like they're not going to be able to help take care of things and provide and have those i'm not gonna have a roof over my head right right there's got to be some even if it's like a a a, you know janky little roof it's still they that is subconsciously what's going on is this person is not going to be able to keep me safe i mean and there is i mean you know i used to irritate me when i was younger and maybe didn't make as much i'm like it's so shallow but i get it more as i get older like it's it's okay to be attracted to income and to money because it does it's like oh those things say a lot more about who the person yeah, is. Yeah. It's not that, it's, like I- It's not some objective cold thing, like I just wanna go through this person to get to their pile of money. But right. it's like, there's someone who, yeah, who will be dependable, who, you know, has other, exactly good qualities that yeah. go along with somebody who's able to hold down a job. Yeah, it doesn't have to be big piles job. of money. It could be like right. a $5 bill in their back pocket, <laughs> but it is the fact that they have the ability to move forward and make yes. things happen. Yeah. In, in terms of survival. They can yeah. protect and, and keep secure. And that, at the end of the day, is what we're looking for. And there is, I mean, not necessarily you at all, of course, but I think there is uh, a lot of women, maybe men too, who, who I mean, money is a big part of the equation. For oh, them. yeah, for sure. If you happen to have a Porsche as well with a $5 bill in your pocket, then that right. it's, is it's, a it's bonus. A, it's a big tiebreaker. Yeah. You know, it's like, obviously, we all like what love and stuff like that, but I think you're hoping... Most yeah, people, of course, guys hoping to fall in love with the the, the, the most beautiful woman he can yeah. find. And the woman is, uh, yeah, handsome. And also like, it would be great if he happened to have yeah. enough money. So I'm to be heir to a royal fortune. Absolutely. Yeah. That's who I want to be with. But at the, at, at yes. the core, you, you still want those characteristics yes. there. Yeah. Um, and those other things do say a lot about. Yeah, you, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've never met. I've actually asked girls on the show about this. 
like about ambition specifically, but I've literally never met a girl who is not attracted to ambition. Oh, sexiest least, thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like my girl, I feel guilty where I, you know, I'm doing a variety of jobs right now. I keep picking up these stupid side jobs and I drive myself crazy and I do complain a lot to her, but she's very supportive and she will say, she's like, it's also really sexy that yeah. you're out there. Going for it. Going for things to provide for, you know, I have two kids, you know, like, to make us all our, our lives all better. She's yeah. like, it's not just comforting. And she's like, it's sexy. Yeah, it's super sexy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hope that the men listening understand that. I feel like I'm getting in such serious mode. When Kristen's here, she balances out with comedy. Not that you're not. No, you know, I, no, but I feel like I knew we were going to have a good conversation. <laughs> but I'm excited for the second half of the show. I forgot to introduce her yes. in the first half of the show. But we have um, Grace. If I, I don't know if it's Fraga. I don't know. F-R-A-G-A. Grace Fraga. We'll ask her when she comes onto the show. Um, But she wrote a book called Love at First X. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about X. X or the letter X? Yeah. Oh, okay. Two such different things. I'm like, is it Love at First Kiss? No. Oh, that's interesting. No, well, we'll see. Well, Love love at First. It is X at the X. So I I want to hear what she has to say about X's and why it's Love at First X. But on the second half of the show, Grace Fraga will be with us. We have okay. Dan Cummins in with us as our voice of man and our voice of Kristen for the day. And we'll be back after this. I had someone approach me on Instagram this week because they know me from this podcast. And they were embarrassed, which they shouldn't be, but I get it. But they were embarrassed to tell me what age they were and that they'd never been intimate with a woman before not even made out. And that can be a really, really, really hard place to be when you're a man for anybody, but especially an adult man. And because I've learned so much from doing this podcast, I had advice for him. But I also have resources because of this podcast. And one of them is Beducated. Beducated is an incredible online educational platform for all things sex. So when I was messaging with this guy, I directed him to Beducated because I knew his first instinct would be, I should just watch porn. And no, you should not just watch porn. You can add that in at some point, but you should not just watch porn to learn. You should go to Beducated to learn because they're going to give you the skills you need to really please a woman, not please an actress having sex for money on a camera. So Beducated is your place for all things mind-blowing in the bedroom. I can't stress this enough. I've read the courses because, as I've mentioned before, I narrated many of the courses. And not only did I learn from them, I was turned on from them. It was actually hard to do voiceover for something like this because it was so sexy, but educational, not just sexy to be sexy. So you can learn from it and really enjoy yourself at the same time, whether it's just you or with a partner. It's going to be hot either way. And when you hear the word class, you think, well, it's going to be stuffy and uptight. It is not. So if you guys want to either just learn the basics or go beyond the basics and just blow minds, including your own, I'm telling you, go to Beducated. And if you want to get 50% off the yearly pass, 
Use code ASKWOMEN. But if you want to test the waters with a 24-hour free trial, you can do that too. You can also do a risk-free 14-day money-back guarantee. But I kind of want to say that you won't want your money back because the classes are that good. So if you're feeling bored in your marriage, if you've never touched a woman at all before, if you're a guy out on the town and wants to really please the ladies he's with, this is for you. So click on the link in the show notes and use your coupon code ASKWOMEN. Again, you're going to want to click on the link in the show notes. So click that link and get started with an amazing sex life. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle. And that's flirting, or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. All right, welcome back to the Ask Women podcast. We are here with Dan Cummins, who is a comedian and also the host of the of the Playboy Morning Show on Playboy TV, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And hopefully, I'll be on that show very shortly. And yeah. then we have I am going to mess up your last name, but I didn't know how to pronounce it. Grace Fraga. Oh, you got it. Oh, I did. Okay, yeah. good. Ooh, good. Like You're almost yes. Latina. I love it. Yeah, I, that makes me so proud of myself. But you wrote the book Love at First X. You're also a comedian, but this is a book that you've written, and I want to hear about it. What does this mean, Love at First X? Explain. Well, you know, um, I found out in my life that I always stayed in touch with my exes. And because I always figured the love never stopped. It's like it's a different kind of love after you break up. Yeah. So I, I had all these exes, you know, like a lawyer ex who helps me with my law stuff. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like did different, like I, have, I was partners with one in a business and he now takes care of the business and I make money off of it. So I'm like, oh, it's like I have so a you're portfolio. you're being strategic with your exes. Very, yes. Right? And I'm, mama raised no fool. Okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and so I was like, I should write a book about that. And, and uh, in 10 months, I had like a couple of breakups, one from a big relationship and one from my rebound guy. And so I was like, you know what? I'm broken enough to write a book about breaking up, all the process from breaking up to staying friends or not with your ex. And that's that's what I did. Okay. So you advise staying friends with your ex? It depends what ex. Okay. Not well, yeah, ex. I want to hear more about that. Like, when, yeah. do, you, when yeah. do you keep somebody in your life and when do you let them go? When they're positive, when they're a good influence in your life, when they bless your life and you bless their life. If not, just don't, you know, get rid of them. Like my last relationship, big relationship was very toxic. Right. So with him, I can talk, you know, if I have to, but I don't stay friends with him because it's not good. Every time we talk, there's something you know, negative right. popping. So those kind of relationships. Well, he worked at Starbucks, so there's no point to keep him around, right? Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> so, so yeah, the ones that are really good, and and I like good guys. So I just had one bad guy, but the, the rest. Of, do you think it's healthy? Like, okay, so 
after you do break up, yeah. how long do you give it before you go back to being friends, friends with well, somebody? Like, it, what are the it, rules? There are no rules really as far as time frame, but uh, I feel like once you healed, then yeah, if, you know, maybe he'll heal two months after you or a year right. after you or whatever. But once you both uh, can talk like two friends, two real friends and really care about each other, that's when you can continue and, you know, be friends, continue okay. that relationship on a different level. Okay. How do you know when they're actually pursuing a friendship with you and not trying to get back together with you? Or does it not mm. matter because you're out of the relationship? Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, it's it's a fine line. It's a, That's a great question. Because uh, there's the question of ex-sex, you know, yeah. like sometimes I've had that happen where we, you know, we had sex. Uh, and it's familiar. It makes sense. You're connecting again. Totally. Yeah. And it, it's not bad, but it's like I realize we're just friends. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, maybe one of them wants to get together and the other one doesn't, you know, want to get back together. So it, you have to kind of go case by case, really, and be very honest with the other person. And uh, let them know what your intentions are. And if they don't coincide with their intentions, then maybe it's time to kind of like separate and okay. until maybe you'll get back, you know, as friends or not. I mean, okay. it's just. So is, is the book teaching people about how to maintain friendships with their exes? It's, it's mostly uh, how to deal with a breakup. And then if you want to stay friends or not with your exes and when it's a good time to stay friends and when it's not a good time to stay friends. So how do you deal with your breakup? Oh, eat a lot of chocolate. Right. Uh, number one. Uh, wow. Well, I think the way I deal with it, I'm very analytical. So I'm always blaming myself. Basically, okay, what did I do that, uh, you know, made this not work? Uh, and then deal with my issues rather than say, oh, he's a jerk or whatever. And, you know, which sometimes it is. The last one was a jerk. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, he made me deal with some issues that I had because he was such a jerk. I'm not noticing that he was a jerk and staying in it too long. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So now it's like once I, I know the signs, like a month ago, I uh, dated somebody a couple, went out a couple of times and he started showing controlling and manipulative tendencies tendencies so i was like oh oh no i recognize that it didn't take me three years to realize right, great for you. you know uh that he was going to be abusive i was like second date he talked to me a certain way i'm like okay got it Next. i love that that's fantastic yeah so you so what you're saying is that you analyze the relationship yeah. figure out things that you can potentially work on and learn from the relationship moving forward so that either you can bring it to that relationship you end up getting back together or you can bring it to your next relationship so that the same things don't tear that relationship apart. Absolutely. But the problem is that I'm so evolved now that guys are scared of me because I'm so honest. Right. I had a guy tell me, like, we've been flirting a lot. And, and he's like, I'm really scared of you because you're so bold and you speak the truth and you're so smart. I'm like, crap. You know, <laughs> I want to go back to but, being 18 and dumb, you know? Yeah, when, you, when you find the guy, though, you'll find such a, yeah. like, a great guy who isn't afraid by that. Like, yeah, the, the, the pool is smaller, but it's a much better pool. I agree 100%. Yeah. And it's, you know, all those other relationships have taught me how to filter the good ones yeah. from the bad ones faster, so much faster. It's... But I think this is really good advice for the guys who are listening, because I think a lot of people, like even what you were saying at the front end of the show, where they're like, okay, a girl's pretty. Oh, I want her. Right. As opposed to being a little bit more selective, saying, well, do yeah. you get my jokes? And like, can you banter back and <laughs> forth with me? And it, factoring in, what do I want? Yeah, I'm if, selecting if, if you as well. If you're in some kind of like conquest mode, then, yeah. then I have like no interest in 
helping you yeah. or feeling bad when it doesn't go your way. Cause that's, that's not what it's a humanity is about. Like if you're just looking for, for bedpost markings, that's a totally different, you know, conversation. If you right. just want to be like a manipulator, right? That's- but if, but if you're looking for like a genuine connection, then yeah, I, I don't understand why guys are worried about like, like there's so, there's billions of people. Like they're so worried about like, I gotta get this girl, I gotta get that girl. Why, why, why do you have to get this? Some weird, again, conquests or just go find somebody that you're happy with, that you are compatible with sexually and, you know, and joking and humor, humor and well, but, well, but what you and Grace are yeah. both talking about is that you are taking steps to get to know yourself better right. so that you can select yeah. the right people to let into your life. Like you were yeah. talking about, okay, you know what? I'm really interested in women who are fit, who take care of their body, um, who care about themselves, who dress yeah, well. Yeah, that was like, when I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying, like, that's not even a superficial thing. You're, you're saying overall, you want somebody who has drive, who has passion, who takes right. care of themselves, who's motivated. And that's who you have to be looking for as yeah. opposed to not knowing what it is that you yeah. want and just looking everywhere yeah. and letting people who don't fit into your needs and your yeah. desires and wants come in and, your way. And as, as if I, as it's if just I a better older, filtering system. Just, just filtering. nice. Kindness is such a thing I'm interested in. I'm like, that's so attractive. It's yeah. very sexy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, like when you're meeting somebody for the first time, like, like if you're at a bar, well, how do they treat the bartender? How do they treat the waitress? Yeah. How do These they are treat huge things to be looking out for. I love what Grace said about that. Yeah. You noticed the way he talked to you. Yeah. That yeah. set it off for you because you could see down the road who he could potentially be, what he could potentially do. He may have been wrong. I have no right. idea. I don't but, care. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. Exactly. But that was a behavior that you yeah. didn't tolerate. And for yeah. you, that was red flag as opposed to sitting yeah. on a date thinking like, okay, what does she want? How can I impress her? You're actually sitting back and saying, okay, what does this guy have? And what does he not have? And I'm going to have a fun right. time, but I'm going to recognize the things that in the past may have burned me or that I don't really want to allow into my life right now. Yeah. But I, I want to be nice to the people who are listening and get into our segment that's called Overanalyze This, where we answer questions from listeners cool. and we overanalyze their questions to death and then potentially, uh, hopefully, give them an answer to their question. <laughs> so are you guys ready? Yes. Sure. Okay, cool. All right. Dear uh, Marnie, I need your help. There is this girl I know who is a bit depressive about herself. It comes and goes, but is there any way you can help me? I want to help her. She's an amazing woman, but she gets down about herself. Is there any awesome system you have or any help you can give me to help her be the amazing, fun, badass woman I know she can be? Shannon. So this is helping some hmm. a woman who he's hanging out with, who he likes, but she's kind of like she's down on herself. Well, my first thought is you can't change people. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as we would like to help, and it sounds like he really wants to help her, which is lovely and, and wonderful. Um, however, she might need other type of help, not his help, but yeah. maybe, you know, just um, go and uh, to a shrink maybe or uh, meditate or get into some kind of spirituality to realize her worth. She's obviously not aware of her worth and that's mm-hmm. why she puts herself down. Yeah. And he's not going to be yeah. able to teach her her worth as well. Uh, like, no. I'll, I'll say for me, I'm very into you know self-help and stuff, but mm-hmm. for a very long time, I sort of lost that train of thought. I got overwhelmed. I had like a, a, a span where I, I forgot all the tools that I had learned about being yeah. confident, got into a new stage of my life. And I was with my husband at the time, who was not my husband yet. Yeah. And I... Because I didn't want to deal with my own shit, I kept expecting him to help me. Right. The way that I, I felt right. that I had helped him. I'm a mm-hmm. coach. Like, that's what I naturally do is I help yeah, right? Yeah. That's in me to do and like give people goals and tools. Yep. But that's not 
who he is. He can support and love. But right. I remember being so mad at him for not being able to help me the same way because, again, I was ignoring my own shit. And finally, I remember I went for a walk with my girlfriend and she's like, you have to deal with your shit on your own. It's not for him to help you. And I'm right. like, oh my God, you're so right. Mm -hmm. And I went back home and I said to him, I'm like, you know what? I apologize. Yeah. I I've been putting all of this on you, but I, I have to take ownership myself. And then I, I went to go see a coach and I went mm -hmm. to go get help and go see a therapist. So for Shannon, who was asking the question, I love what Grace had to say. I think you can advise her that, like, you know, you think she's a cool girl. You think she's awesome, amazing, wonderful, but she has to love herself first. Yeah. And yeah. you're not the person to do yeah. that for That's her, right. But you're there for her to support her, but she has to go do that on her own. Just, and then you can yeah. contemplate, like, being together or having a yeah, relationship. Yeah, just be supportive and honest, you know, right. just support her, compliment her, and also be honest and tell her, look, nobody else's words matter until yeah. you start seeing yourself in a different way. And I, and I can't help you with that. Exactly. You know, just to put that, verbalize that very clearly. Yeah. And then what do you, what do you advise for him to do if she doesn't take that action? Mm, that's a tough one. It depends how much in love he is or yeah. how much he cares uh, and how, how deep into the relationship he is. Right. What if he's not, he's not even in a relationship with her? Right. If stay friends until yeah. she gets her shit together. Yeah. 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 And I think, yeah, you make that choice where it's like, okay, I'm either going to accept that that's just part of who she is and be okay with that yeah, and be okay with her being self-deprecating and just be like, well, that's not my favorite part, but there's other things I like. Right. And if you're, and if that's not good enough for you, then yeah, then you, you can't, like you said earlier, Grace, you just, you can't change that person. Right. Find no, somebody you else. have to put your boundary in place of what you're willing to let that person right. be for you. Like what yeah. level of partnership? Because that is a, a tough hand. trap people get into where they're like, yeah. they just, you know, spend years or their whole life. Trying to help somebody else. Trying to make somebody else. Mm -hmm, trying all that energy, trying to make this other person feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. And you could do that for 40 years with, yeah. you know, a certain type of person. And they'll, at the end of the day, be exactly the same. You know, it's because it's not about you. It's not about how much you've, you know, build their tank or whatever like no, that. No, but that's it's where a lot of people take it on themselves. The where they're like, <laughs> yeah. this is my responsibility to yeah. help them because I care for them and I want them to be happy. But yeah. at the yeah. end of the day, people have to be happy for themselves at least yeah. most of the time, or at least work on finding ways to find that happiness. And, and I think you can help point out all the great things about them that they may sure. not see. But once that's you've important. done that and you've done that numerous times, then I think, like you said earlier too, Grace, they need to like, they need to, you know, find a therapist or, yeah, I agree. or get some self-help books yeah, or start yeah. that path on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And also she can fall into the trap of, and, and I have, I've done it when I didn't know my worth really. And I had this person who was abusive, I've ended up being abusive. I was depending on him flattering me, which allowed him to manipulate me. Yeah. You know, he was flattering me and I was like, oh yeah, I'm sexy, I'm beautiful, I'm great and this and this. And then when I broke up, I was like, I'm nothing, oh my gosh, you know. Right. So you can fall into that trap yeah. where you become dependent on him giving you compliments or him giving you your self-worth. Uh, so it's not, it probably would not be a healthy thing for Shannon either. Right. Because she can fall into that trap and that's a deadly trap. It's not good. She for needs sure. to deal with her shit. That's it. That's, there's no way around it. I love it. Uh, lately living in Las Vegas, I've dated several women who have huge insecurities or a lot of baggage. I'm aware that these are not women that I should be dating and it's a red flag. However, I'd like to understand the psychology behind what's happening. I'm a sensitive man and I can appreciate that it takes courage for a woman to talk about what's bothering her. However, I've seen a pattern where women will trust me even on a first date and then they will tell me all about their past relationship, their ex or their father. This alone I'm, I'm okay with, but it changes the mood and dynamic of the moment to something very negative and something that I honestly don't want to be 
or feel a part of. If I let them go on, they keep on repeating the same pain. How can I stop this behavior when it starts and why does it happen? Because women, we're talkers and we give out too much information. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it kills the romantic mood for sure. If you start talking about your exes and your yeah. father not loving you or whatever. Yeah, it's just silly. Just be in the moment, be in the present. But why do these women do this? Like They're looking for help. They're looking for help. Yeah, in a man. They probably have daddy issues. Okay. Yeah. And okay. if it's consistent with him, maybe it's, some of it is the context of the days he's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's the questions he's asking. It's like, don't ask for what you don't want to hear. Yeah, that's what I would say. I, I would say, like, try a different dating strategy. Keep it a little, you know, like activity-based mm-hmm. where you go out, you know, maybe in a noisy place where it's harder to talk as much, you know, like, like dancing or uh, whatever. You go into any place where it's not just uh, setting for deep, intense private conversation. Right. I would say that's smart. that there are some women who just are ready to unleash on anybody yes. they're going through really hard yeah. times. But I would say most often, if you're noticing this happening quite often with women that you're going on dates with, I would say it's something that he's doing that's allowing right. them to be in this space. Either he's not creating enough attraction so that these women have their guard True. down and they're yeah. like, oh, you're my yeah. friend. I can talk to you. I'm having yeah. the first time ever getting over yes. my ex. Like, I want to yes. hear about it. So that could be going on. But I would advise for Elle, if you start noticing that things are going down that path, even where an ex is brought up, you can start saying like, listen, if you're going to keep talking about this, I'm going to have to charge you $199 an hour. (laughs) Let's focus on both. Yeah. Yeah. Or something that's more light. Or exactly. I love hearing exactly. about yeah. like your dad and how he treated you as a child. It's so fascinating. But tell me right. more about the the dogs that you used to love. Like something else that yeah. like takes them off yeah. of that path and can be a little bit playful. You don't want to be defensive of like, oh, yeah. shut up already. Stop talking yes. about like. Ask the right kind of question. Yes. Direct yeah. the conversation. And yeah. especially like first dates, like direct it in lighter directions. Yeah. And if it keeps yeah. going back to that place, then it's not you doing it. It's yeah. these women that you're selecting. And then you have to also look at the women that you're selecting. Maybe you're taking the women that you can get as opposed to picking the women you want in your life and you're allowing women who are looking for right. somebody to vent yeah. to to come into your life. So there's, a few, I think, a few things. Yeah. yeah. Also, he can have what I call the priest energy where it's like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. you find yourself saying things, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I should not be. That's so not sexy. You know? Right, but exactly. Yeah. It comes out. Because yeah. people get nervous. They're like, well, I may as well go along with this because I can't think of anything else to say. Right. right. I, my, it is easier sometimes. My girl gets irritated with me out in public where she calls me like a crazy magnet. Because I will make too much eye contact I'm with crazies, and I'll open that door, and then, and then all of a sudden, I, and then I feel bad shutting them down. Right. And so now I'm in some weird twenty-minute conversation with a, a oh, lunatic, no. No. and she's like, "It's your fault." She's like, "You open that door yeah. over and over, and it, maybe this guy is yeah, opening this like I'll listen to whatever you want to get off your chest, kind of. And you know, that's that's the energy maybe he's yeah. consistently putting out there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because it still goes back to what you were saying at the front end of the show. It's like you also have to put out what you yes, want to talk yes. about instead of just taking in what people give to you. And that's a big thing in life, you know, yeah. like you, it's ask for what you want, you know, take steps towards getting what you want. I'm guilty of that all the time, too, where I'm like, I'll go crazy, especially in the, in, in the business end of being out here where I'm like, well, why aren't I getting on this show or that show? And then I'll really step back and be like, you've done nothing to yeah. try and get those shows. Like literally not. You've, That's funny. You haven't asked anybody to be, you haven't like put yourself in the place to be seen to be on that show. Are you, stop it. I know. Like if you're I, not going to take the movements. Right. To do to it. That exactly. Thing, then don't bitch about not getting it. I know. I had that, that for a lot in dating. the podcasting yeah. awards that are going on right now. I'm like, how come our show isn't nominated? Oh, because they don't know it exists. Because I mm-hmm. didn't yeah. nominate us. Yeah. Or be- 
all of these things, like it's great to think right. that everybody's just thinking about you 24 seven and you're that cool. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. You have to take the steps to yeah. make those things happen or else the only person to be mad yeah. at is yep. yourself. Yeah. So LA, I, LA I was a good learning curve for me with that. I came down here and, I, and I, my resume looked real good for where I lived before stand-up wise. Yeah. And I came down. So I was used to everybody being like, oh, he's the, he's the main he's guy. The he's guy. The, and then I come here and I'm like, God, these people are dicks. I'm like, no, they're not dicks. They just have their own stuff going on. Get over yourself. Right. Yeah. What, right. what do you think? Well, think like when you're not at the club, people are just talking about you all the time. Why yeah. would they? Yeah. Same thing with dating. I know that. And yeah. I love that you recognize that about yourself. Cause I feel like in this town, especially and with dating as well, it becomes really hard right. when you're constantly angry at the world, right? Yeah. You're, that's, you're yes. attracting negativity. That's all yeah. you do. Like, oh, it's scientific, seriously. Yeah. 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 She, she was with that shirt. You haven't approached her. How does she even know? Exactly. Yes. Right. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, same thing with dating. You know, have, be confident, but also have that humility underneath where it's like, whoever you're trying to get, they could get somebody else. Absolutely. There's a lot of the choices for them as well. Right. And, you know, and be cognizant of that where, you know, if you're going to be some cocky jerk, well, she'll find somebody else if she has any brains, you know, that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Hi, Marnie and Kristen. Kristen's not here, but still, mm-hmm. um, let me begin by telling you how much I enjoy the podcast. And I think you gals do a lovely job of explaining to us that every woman is different. So we should look for guidelines instead of steps or checklists to achieve our goals. On to my question. I met this one girl while volunteering with kids in the fall. I'd see her once a week and around the holidays. I asked her out over email since we really never had a situation where we were alone. She sent me a message back the next day saying, yeah, that'd be fun. And we exchanged numbers. We texted a little over the holidays while she was traveling. And when she got back, she was still up for going out. Then bam. After some back and forth, she told me how cool of a guy I was. And some guy from her past popped back up. So she didn't think it was a good idea anymore. I'm one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And I think I came across as way too excited while texting. If you promise not to laugh, I can send you the conversation. I would love to be sent that conversation. Um, I've dated other girls since, but because of the rejection, she's still in the back of my mind. I know we never went out, but of course I still think I have a chance. I still see her about once a week and I'm not a dick to her. And it was never awkward after she rejected me. But do you think this was a pity date to begin with? Is there anything I should be doing more or less? Um, of while I'm around her that might spark attraction on her end or have I permanently been friend-zoned? Cheers, Joe. This is such a guy thing. I get it right? yeah. so much. It's such an ego thing. Yeah. And not to be, well, if I can be very crude. Yeah, you can. Uh, guys, uh, it's the, the ghost of pussy past yeah. where it's like, I don't know what it is. I've gotten over it. It's gotten a little older, but there's this span in guys where the girls that like, when he said that phrase about in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. It's because you had made plans to have this romantic liaison with this girl and you were very attracted and you wanted to sleep with her and then it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then now you must, you must have had a lot of energy in that direction because now even though you're meeting other good girls, you're like, yeah, but I wanted her and it didn't, I, it didn't I, that was supposed to happen, but it didn't. I mean, there was this girl, I still remember her name. This is so crazy. <laughs> Ferris Malinsky. This was yeah. a girl I hung out with when I was, I'm 37, when I, 17 years ago when I was 20 years old. I hung out with this girl. We never even kissed, but she's, it was such a weird friend zone thing. She just spent the night with me a few times. We actually spent the night in the same bed, but just never, ever did that. So I came like really close, had all these designs that I thought something, and then I just lost track of her. I must've just occasionally like Googled for years. (laughs) I wanted to know, I had this fantasy in my head where if the right situation arises, it'll happen. And, And like, Finally, I let it go. And I think this guy, you got to let it go. Yeah. You know, she, you were a victim of time and circumstance. 
right. Clearly. She's seeing somebody else. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't heard that she's available now. So right. And even if she is, it didn't work out. Right. So move on. But she, he's saying, yeah. like, is there a way that I can still create attraction? So let's say she's like not really. Mm-hmm. You can't create. Single. No. You can't create. It's either there. Or it's not. Period. Yeah. You, you can, believe that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Put yourself really? out there very assertively. Yeah. If he wants to do that, be like, hey, you know, he, what he should do if he's really interested is say this kind of stuff. Like, look. Be very honest again. Just be like, you know, okay. approach her. To, I would say face to face, not an email. Mm-hmm. You know, have coffee, whatever, and be like, look, I, I'm not gonna lie. I have thought about you for the last two years. Like, I still keep thinking about you. I, I, you know, and and then just man up mm-hmm. and really so take you out. Put it, yeah, and be like, I want to take you out on a I'm date. Not no sure friends, no guy. friend zone stuff. Yes. No, I want to take you out on a date. But I want to talk you know? more about what Grace was saying because it's funny because on yeah. the first half of the show, we were talking about when guys make themselves less available, how suddenly attraction can be sparked. Oh, it happens to girls too. There's guys in the back of my mind that I would like mm-hmm. fan. Right. No, but you, but you were saying, <laughs> Not yeah. just you were saying yeah. that you can't change it if there's no attraction. <laughs> no, I know. And I try because I'm a girl and I'm yeah. a pretty girl. I just don't, you know, go, <laughs> but I'm kind of like a guy, I think, yeah. you know, it's like, if you're attracted to somebody, you're going to try, you know, like, like a little, like, uh, uh, your paw, like, hey, 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 you right. know, and if they don't respond to that, hey, 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 then it's something, they either have somebody else. Right. Or they're but maybe the interested. hey, hey, hey is not the right thing to be attracting them with. So maybe. Oh, definitely. I'm sure it's not. It's very unsexy. Yeah. To be like, right. But is there I, a ha 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 that could suddenly spark attraction? Ah, pheromones, like, cologne with pheromones. I don't know. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't know how Je- Joe is behaving with her. He's probably right. acting very polite. It's, it's, no, no, no. It sounds like maybe he's he seems desperate because sometimes we put that vibe yeah. out there, like the desperation. Like I... He really, it's almost like he's, it's a challenge. Like he wants yeah. this girl. It's become a challenge. Yes, We've yes. all been there. Oh yeah. Like, I have guy friends who that's their pattern. Oh yes. They only go for challenges. The, for the challenges. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They're fun. They're fun. Cause it's mm-hmm. almost like a conquest for yeah. girls too. Yeah, for sure, sure. Okay. So, um, but so- I'm just picturing, okay. So I, I know of many guys who I have seen in a very friendly way who kind of like Elle from the question before. Yeah. Yeah. We have nice conversations. I yeah. talked to him about my ex. There's nothing sexual there. And then I talk to somebody else who I am attracted to, and the conversation is completely different. Of course. There's things that make me feel feminine. I feel right. like I'm flirting. I'm bantering. Yeah. It's a very mm-hmm. light conversation. There's a little bit of sexual innuendo being tossed mm-hmm. out, and he makes me feel something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if Joe were to apply that type of conversation to his conversation with this girl... Could her feelings about him be altered? Where suddenly he wasn't like, hey, I'm a dependable friend who wants to have a great yeah. conversation with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make, I'm going to flirt with you. Yeah. Maybe it could. Maybe it could change the chemistry. You never know. Uh, He'd I, at least find out. Exactly. He will find out. Then exactly. will know one way or the other. Exactly. I've yeah. had friends that I ended up having a romantic relationship with. Because of why? Uh, because we knew each other so well and just all of a sudden, for some reason, there was an attraction. So it's happened. Do you know what, what was the for some reason? Uh, Bravo. I guess because when you know somebody, <laughs> yeah, that's Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think because we knew each other so well and we trusted each other so much, that is a very sexy thing. So that's another route to go. Like you are friends and it's like the trust. And but the... is that really what sparked it? You're like, I know you so well. I may as well sleep with you. Like, is that really what turned you on? 
I think so. Yeah, the yeah. trust and uh, knowing them, the real them, not the one, the front they put. You know, because most people, we all do, like the first six months, you know, we're not the real us. You know, after six months, it's right. the real us, right? right. And you find... Was so, this was this by any chance after a relationship where there wasn't trust? No, actually, it wasn't. It okay. wasn't. It's uh, I, I'm very much into trust because I'm very honest and open. So uh, I like... I like people that are honest and open with themselves. So I think that's what I saw in them, kind of like a mirror thing. And that was very sexy. I guess I like myself. I'm a narcissist, basically. I guess that's I don't okay. know. It's like the mirror thing. No, but that's interesting. But I think maybe, yeah, maybe he should uh, just continue the friendship. That's what I would do if I were him. I would continue the friendship. Uh, maybe flirt here and there. Let her know that you like her that way. Because women, you know, that appeals to us. It's like even the prettiest girl, yeah. if somebody's interested in her that way, she's like, oh, I'm pretty, good, yeah. But that doesn't make her attractive. That makes her feel good. Yeah. Well, making so, her feel good is, is a start. That's so not a bad thing. It's he, a needs, start. he needs to decide what he wants, though. It's like, yeah. do you want to be friends with her still if she won't be romantically interested in you? Because I've, hmm. I've had a lot of girls in my past where I'm like, okay, if there's not going to be any romantic potential here, then I'm out. Like, really? I, I don't want to be. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm not going to torture myself. And be yeah, torture. With, That's true. Friends with somebody who I want more than a friendship right. with. So, but but maybe he's not like that. Maybe he isn't willing. Because I've, I've known other people who they're like, well, worst case scenario, we can still be friends. And that is kind of what they want. Okay. So he needs to decide again, like, what do you want? Like, do you only want this girl romantically? And if so, put yourself out there 100% where there is no doubt in her mind, what right. you are looking for. Mm -hmm. And if she rejects it, then you move on. Exactly. You gotta, and you say, well, then introduce me to your hot friends because you're cute, so you must have cute friends. <laughs> All right, Joe, that is what we profit for you to do. There's, there's a light at the end of every tunnel. Okay. Dear Marnie Christian, sound guy and guests, please forgive the long email. I did not have time to write a short one. That's interesting. That was, that was hilarious. I didn't have enough time to write a short email. A year ago, my music teacher told me that I'm very handsome. Uh, and my, oh, actually, we'll save this for next time because we are about to run out of time. I didn't wow. even realize that. That was really fast. Nice, All nice right. What's going to happen with the music oh, sorry, Cam of South Africa. Not today, sir. Your question will be answered another time. Uh, but thank you for overanalyzing things with me. That was very helpful and very fun. Um, if you want to write in questions to overanalyze this and write to ask at askwomenpodcast.com and hopefully we'll answer your questions on air. Thank you, Grace uh, Fraga. Yes, perfect. Yes, good. You I got it. Fraga. I want to yeah, say it <laughs> a little bit of spice. But check out her book, Love at First Sex, where she teaches you about breakups, how to get over them, and how, if you want to, you can potentially be friends with your ex once you've gotten over all of the stuff that broke you up. And then we have Dan Cummins, who is the host of the awesome show, morning show on Playboy TV. And he's also a comic. He performs everywhere. Yeah. I think you have like a like an hour, like something on Netflix. Yeah, like yeah, tons yeah. of stuff. Like they can find you everywhere, Yeah, right? find me iTunes, okay. iTunes, Netflix, all that stuff. Hey, you're so a funny guy. Out there. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks to, <laughs> thanks to both of you for being on the show. You can download new episodes of the Ask Win podcast every Thursday on the Sideshow Network or on my site, winggirlmethod.com slash podcast, or you can download uh, the show on iTunes. And if you do, please give us a five-star rating so that more people can be swayed by your positive rating of our show and listen to our show so that we can stay on longer. You are awesome. Thank you for supporting us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.